I think this defensive coordinator search has taken longer than most would have expected. But is that a reason to worry at this point, plus the downside of Missouri's 2024 football schedule? And I think Dennis Gates is allowed one bad season in his coaching career. So let's talk about all that and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso, and today I think I'm going to call myself Johnny Chill, because there's a lot of people who are very much not chilled on this freezing day here in mid-Missouri, but before we get there, just really quickly, I want to tell you this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And of course, let's start with the defensive coordinator position at the University of Missouri. Still vacant, still very much available, perhaps not over at LinkedIn Jobs, but available just about everywhere in the world of college football. And I don't know, perhaps it's partially because of the afterglow of another beautiful Kansas City Chiefs playoff victory last night. But while a lot of Missouri fans, at least online, the people I read online right now, Twitter, Power Mizzou's message board in particular, I see a lot of panic because there is no defensive coordinator under Eli Drinkwitz yet. And of course, well, Dennis Gates in the basketball season has caused a lot of consternation as well. And we'll get to basketball here in just a little bit, but I do just want to remind everybody, as Johnny Chill, that Missouri went 11-2 and this past season and beat Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. That sounds pretty good on paper, right? And hey, Williams Winery's coming next season, a generational type prospect, according to my guest Brian Smith, who thinks is a, a top five NFL draft pick, 100%, basically as long as he doesn't get in his own way. And by the way, more specific to that defensive coordinator position, Missouri was clearly willing to pay our previous coordinator, Blake Baker, about $2 million or maybe even a little bit more per season in average annual value. By the way, we're paying our head coach, Eli Drinkwitz, as much as Ole Miss and Tennessee are paying for theirs, Auburn, the whole deal. So we are right there among some, you know, some of the blue bloods, if you will, traditional big time powers of SEC football, especially just in terms of dollars and cents and their massive stadiums and all that stuff. Missouri's swimming with some some real potent sharks right now. And yes, indeed, this has taken this process of finding a coordinator has definitely taken longer than I would have expected, certainly longer than probably Eli Drinkwitz would have expected. And honestly, I think that's that's what's causing the most consternation right now, that and just the actual lack 
of information. But that's the thing. As far as I can tell, nobody actually really knows anything. Now, of course, like a lot of you, I'm following Gabe DeArmond's updates over at PowerMizzou.com. And based on everything I've heard, not only from Gabe, but other people I talk to at the university and have ties to football, it sounds like DJ Durkin was a real candidate at one point in this process. But now, not so much. Now, here's the thing with DJ Durkin, for those of you who are not caught up here. He was the former coach of the University of Maryland a few years ago. In the last few seasons, last couple seasons, defensive coordinator, Texas A&M, two years before that at Ole Miss. Now, the big thing with DJ Durkin that people are going to immediately talk about is, of course, his rather unpleasant exit from the University of Maryland. Unfortunately, a player named Jordan McNair collapsed during practice. I don't even believe DJ Durkin was on hand, but basically a couple weeks later, that young man unfortunately died after having heat stroke. Now, the deal is, We don't really have to go through this debate because it seems like Durkin is not going to be a part of this process moving forward. In fact, it seems like he's a real strong candidate to join Hugh Freeze at Auburn as well. So perhaps Missouri was just not willing to sit around and wait for Durkin to make up his mind or quite simply, maybe he was a little bit out of their price range. Who knows? Again, we're all just left to speculate here. That's all we're left to do here. But to me, at this point, why before Missouri has even had the chance to actually hire a guy, are you already starting to panic? To me, if you're a Missouri fan, I just think that's silly because, again, once again, Johnny Chill's going to say it again. We just won 11-2. and two. We won the Cotton Bowl. We beat Ohio State. We're willing to pay somebody $2 million bucks a year on a team that the Athletic, by the way, just predicted is going to go 11-1 and next season in 2024. The NIL is very attractive at Missouri, that whole thing. I'm just telling there's a, a bajillion different reasons why Missouri is an incredibly attractive job for a defensive coordinator right now. If anything, okay, let's say let's say that maybe Eli Drinkwitz, one or two of his candidates have maybe not quite worked out for whatever reason. Maybe they just even flat out said no. Well, if that's the case, then it's okay for him to take his time. Why should he just panic and, and try to just hire the first person that is willing to accept the job that he's aware of just to placate a bunch of panic-stricken people on the Power Mizzou message boards who, frankly, don't have enough don't have enough to do with their hours in the day, it would seem. That's the thing. What, what's the old phrase? The, the devil makes work for idle hands. There you go. I think that's a lot of what we're seeing here. I think that that old cliche has been proven true here. And again, just some context is so important in all these different things. You have to remember, for all the Missouri fans who are worried that, of course, we were upset and disappointed, and I'm one of them, that Blake Baker left Missouri for LSU this season. But when Missouri hired Blake Baker, you got to remember back a couple of, of years for this now, It wasn't as though he was considered an absolute home run. It's not as though people are going, oh my God, Blake Baker. Well, this guy's had nothing but top five or ten defenses his entire career. No, in fact, a lot of Miami, University of Miami fans had gotten a little bit tired of Blake Baker. Just like Missouri fans back in the day had gotten a little bit tired of, say, Dave Yost or Matt Eberflus, who is now the head coach of the Chicago Bears. 
So my point is, when, when Gabe DeArmond throws out Peter Sermon, for instance, who is the current defensive coordinator at Cal, it's easy to go, well, gee, uh, this guy's his statistics seem to be trending downward. Well, you got to remember, he's at Cal. It's not exactly Missouri. And when you're in any Pac-12 school, especially the Pac-12 schools that aren't going to be a part of this new Pac, this new Big Ten going forward and that type of deal, are not going to necessarily be part of the new Big 12 either, may have to scrap and claw to get their way into the ACC possibly, yeah, that's going to be less than, than ideal for Cal in terms of recruiting. And that's always been a tough place to recruit historically. So again, not even saying that Peter Sermon Again, current defensive coordinator at Cal is, is really even that much of a, of a candidate, so I don't want to get too deep into that. Just using him as an example of somebody Gabe DeArmond threw out just a couple hours ago on Power Mizzou, again, people are freaking out because of this. That's my point, and I'm just telling you, we have no idea if Sermon is even a, a strong contender for this job, but even if he's hired, again, so much context is important here. You probably didn't, if you're freaking out this much about it, you were probably freaking out when Blake Baker was hired at two and a half years ago as well. That's just my assumption. The bottom line is, once again, Missouri won 11 and 2 and won the Cotton Bowl. Eli Drinkwitz, especially when it comes to hiring coordinators, I think he deserves a little bit of benefit of the doubt at this point, too. The previous defensive coordinator, Blake Baker, Obviously, that worked out spectacularly for the most part. And Kirby Moore last season, first time he's had a chance to hire an offensive coordinator, sure as heck seems like that one went pretty well too. So to me, I just think as Missouri fans, yeah, it's sort of human nature to get a little nervous in, in a vacuum of information. But you know what? Go stand up and maybe vacuum your basement or something and stop thinking about this all day because... If Eli Drinkwitz needs to take his time here and ultimately we get somebody who it makes the Missouri defense every bit as good as it was last season, then, well, won't we feel kind of silly for worrying over nothing? Again, give Eli Drinkwitz a little benefit of the doubt. And you know what? Speaking of 2024, the Missouri schedule is definitely advantageous in terms of racking up wins, no doubt about that. But I'm starting to realize there is a downside to that schedule, and it might actually hamper a Missouri just a tiny bit in terms of trying to make the SEC championship game. If that seems counterintuitive, well, I'm going to explain exactly what I'm talking about coming right up. But first, let's talk about FanDuel Sportsbook because, of course, well, NFL, AFC, and NFC championship game weeks are now upon us, so there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Currently, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use. Whether you're wanting to get in on the Chiefs this week or the Ravens, well, three and a half, you know what? To me, that's a stay away at this point. It really is. I've done well telling you when to bet on the Chiefs and the Tigers this season. Well, listen to me again, and I'm telling you to stay away. I, I just don't really think there's a great advantage either way here. I'm not willing to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, I think the Ravens have been clearly the better side all season. So you know what? Let's just stay away and watch and root. But you know what? No matter what you're into, 
got to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. It's FanDuel official partner of the NFL. And passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts. For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that victory. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. And if you're an everyday listener of this program, you're very aware that Mizzou is going to be no longer in the SEC East. Yes, divisions are kaput starting next season as Texas and Oklahoma enter the SEC for the first time. And there's a lot of positives, in my opinion, to the the getting rid of the divisions, of course. Hey, being able to see a wider variety of opponents more often going to make it feel more like a conference instead of Missouri and Mississippi State, for for example. Feels like there's hardly any history between those two football programs. We're over a decade into them being in the same conference together, just for example. But you know what? Among the downsides to it is one I hadn't really thought of until recently, and I think this is a pretty serious flaw with no divisions and a potentially serious problem for Missouri in 2024 because, as I as I alluded to earlier in the show, The Athletic actually went and predicted every single result in the SEC next season, and, well, with Missouri's favorable schedule – Guess what? The Athletic had the Tigers finishing 11-1, and their lone loss, as you might expect, in Tuscaloosa to the Crimson Tide without Nick Saban. But an interesting scenario unfolded here, one that would probably drive Missouri fans, including this podcaster, absolutely bonkers were it to actually happen because the Athletic had LSU going undefeated next season, which surprised me a tiny bit. I thought undefeated seems a little aggressive, but hey, whatever. Again, this is a this is a hypothetical scenario here, just an example. So LSU goes undefeated, but what if, along with that, Georgia, Missouri, and Texas all have one loss? Well, who would then get that second spot? Because Missouri, in that scenario, would not have played Georgia or Texas. And the only common opponent there, if the tiebreakers, which, by the way, have not been announced yet. So this is a lot of speculation here on my part. But if the tiebreakers are the same as they've been with the divisions, well, guess what? Under that scenario, the only common opponents there next season would be Georgia and Texas. So therefore, if it's a three-way tie, the winner of Georgia and Texas. Whoever won that game would be the one who got that spot. Missouri would be left out in the cold. Point differential, 
None of that stuff would matter. It'd be all common opponents. So it'll be interesting to see how Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, and the rest of the conference work out the tiebreakers here because that would be a real kind of ugly scenario, in my opinion, in the first year of the league to have any any one-loss type team there without a common opponent being left out of the championship game. That would be rather bizarre, wouldn't it? I, I just, I don't know. It's hard to, hard to imagine that scenario, but it certainly is plausible and one that Missouri fans should at least be aware of. And as I mentioned last week on the program, Missouri had a five-star offensive lineman for 2025 by the name of Michael Fasusi, who has visited Columbia recently. And he told on threes Michael Spiegman, quote, on his visit, it was amazing. One of the best visits I've ever been on. I don't think 100 out of 10 would even be enough. So some nice hyperbole there from that young man. Glad he had a great time in Columbia, despite the, well, not exactly the greatest weather stretch I've ever seen in mid-Missouri history. But you know what? Again, just another reason why, hey, there is good stuff happening around this football program. I know the defensive coordinators may be taking a week or so longer to wrap up than maybe we would have anticipated or some of us would have liked, but at the same time, really, really no reason to panic. And again, you know what? I, I got to be honest with all of you. I, I mentioned some some betting takes in that FanDuel read. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that it's really hard to make it as a broadcaster, writer, and base your, your whole opinions, basically, your reputation, to stake it on, on betting, for example. Like Stanford Steve has done really, really well in betting the last few years, but of course the one year he gets on college game day, he has a complete stinker of a season. Well, in my opinion, you know what? When you've when you've proven yourself, you're allowed a bad year every once in a while. And so far to me, Dennis Gates, this is his fifth year as a coach, as a head coach in college basketball. Three with Cleveland State, now in his second year with Missouri. To me, his first four years, he gets a thumbs up on each and every one of them. Cleveland State, his first year was probably better than, he, than they had a right to be his first season, considering all the circumstances. And then they win the league the next two seasons. Of course, the first year with Missouri, Dennis Gates gets Missouri its first NCAA tournament victory in over a decade. So I don't know about you. That buys the guy quite a bit of rope, especially when you have a top five, top ten five-man freshman recruiting class coming in next season. And I understand that everybody is mad about the basketball results. I really understand that because and to me, the bummer is that I was really, really excited for basketball this season. And I'm still excited for the future. I really am. But I understand why people are upset about the results of this season. But what about the process? I think that's what we need to get into. And I have some specific criticisms. I really do. And to me, a lot of it just comes down to, on this current team, defense in general, just why so much trapping, number one. We have to trap at midcourt on every half-court possession. Is this a necessity of the past two seasons, or is this the type of play that Dennis Gates actually wants to get married to moving forward? The rotations, the lack of rebounding, 
there's some real concerns about this team, but moving forward, you know what? Just in general, I'm not all that worried about it. For example, Missouri bringing in a lot of size and length next season. And by the way, hopefully guys like Trent Pierce and Jordan Butler stick around. And let's talk about who I want to be part Who's who's the really important four or five guys that should be the core of this program moving forward that's currently on this roster? So let's talk some more basketball coming up here in just a little bit. But first, you know what? Let's talk some LinkedIn jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking himself the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that quite honestly, you might not have the time, resources, or expertise to hire the right people. Well, thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, when you get 36 points from Tamar Bates and somehow can't win that basketball game, nobody else could get anything going offensively. It just feels like, as Bill Simmons always likes to call it, the year from hell for Missouri basketball this season. Yes, there's some been some misevaluations and uh, in the portal, you could certainly say, but just some bad luck injury-wise with John Tanjay, Caleb Grill, maybe your two most important additions from the portal this past offseason. Some really bad injury luck there, too. And I, again, I just think Gates mostly gets a pass this year with this class coming in. And by the way, Aaron Rowe, a big time player on board for 2025 as well. But as far as guys currently on this roster that we need to keep moving forward to next year to 24-25, to me, it's obviously Tamar Bates, it's Anthony Robinson, Butler, Trent Pierce, the three freshmen there I just named, and also I think Aiden Shaw as well. Now, the thing with Aiden Shaw is he's got to get better offensively this offseason, really. I mean, he's got to develop some type of offensive game. I'm a little disappointed that he's regressed on that side of the ball because I really like what I see from him defensively, his energy. I've always liked what he brings there. But to me, I saw a guy in high school who had plenty of 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 game offensively he had a good jump shot he could dribble he could do lots of things he looked like a a taller perimeter type player that really Trent Pierce looks like in theory the effectiveness of Trier, of Pierce so far the results haven't been there I still like what I see from him from the most part largely in, in some ways too because I know Missouri has not rebounded well under Gates so far but you look at Butler and Pierce those guys have rebounded well for true freshmen at their size. And I think moving forward with guys like, you know, Peyton Marshall, guys like Trent Burns, and, and bigger guards on the outside like Marcus Allen and various different players, Anor Boateng. And I, I just think Missouri's going to be a bigger, better rebounding team in the future. That doesn't particularly worry me. 
The rotations, though, the thing where Dennis Gates just seemingly wants to play 10-plus guys no matter what, that seems to be his preference, and to sub frequently, I, I just don't – frankly, that wouldn't be my philosophy. That That's just not me. I, I like to have a set five, six, seven, eight guys and rotate them in through there, maybe nine, whatever it might be. To me, 10 just gets a little bit unwieldy, and when you go more than 10, I think it gets really counterproductive. Unless you're playing at just such a high pace offensively and defensively that you need a lot of wrote a lot of hockey substitutions for lack of a better term just frequent subs to keep guys fresh it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me I think rhythm is a lot more important than having guys who are maybe a hundred percent fresh versus 82 percent fresh just to throw out some random numbers there to make a point but Again, I, I think what's important here is that while, yeah, I'm giving Dennis Gates mostly a pass this season, he can't get an, he doesn't get a pass for next season. You know, that's the thing. You can't have another bad year next season. Those five guys I listed off the roster, again, Bates, Butler, Shaw, Robinson, Pierce, those guys plus the five freshmen coming in, that's 10 guys already. Now you're looking at maybe two to three guys you can add in the transfer portal, and you're about set. Maybe John Tanjay comes back next year. Maybe there's some other guys who still have eligibility left that I'm forgetting, but really, you're kind of looking at what, you kind of know what the core of this team is going to be next season. Going to be a pretty young group, so hopefully you can fill in with maybe two veteran guys in the portal that can come in and, and fill some spots. But I think Anthony Robinson will probably be your starting point guard next season. I think Missouri will get probably another point guard in the portal, if I had to guess, and then probably another wing and another big guy as well. That would be my anticipation for this offseason. But again, while this season has obviously not gone the way anybody wanted to, I think Missouri and Gates were pretty confident in this squad coming in. So you can say they were wrong and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you, but again, I think everybody gets gets a little bit of a pass. I've brought up Mick Cronin at UCLA several times this season because I think he's a great example. Not that Dennis Gates has proven as much as UCLA's Mick Cronin at this point, but again, UCLA is under 500 right now after having just tremendous success under Cronin. So again, if he can have one off bad season, I think Dennis Gates can as well. We just have to make sure that we follow up in 24-25 with something a heck of a lot better than what happened this season. So with all that being said, thanks for joining me as always on, on tomorrow's program on Tuesday. Well, I suppose we'll talk a little Missouri-Texas A&M and hopefully hey, maybe we'll have some more information, maybe even a hire uh, at the defensive coordinator position. Heck, anything is possible. Really, I news could break any second, including as I'm talking right now. So we'll just have to see when I get off my recording here. But thanks for joining me, as always. Thanks for making this show your first listen. And for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. That's Locked On Sports today. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.